Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in him. Uh, please enjoy the following message. And if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. In the name of Jesus, amen. A spiritual experience. Has everybody told you that? They had an ex- a spiritual experience, a, an experience with God, a God moment. Maybe it was uh, when they were a teenager and they were saved. Or uh, maybe it was a uh, hike, you know, in uh, Utah and you ran out of your water and you uh, were dying and you saw a vision. I don't know, maybe it happened to you, but uh, spiritual experiences, right? Maybe you were in college and doing something you're not supposed to be doing at a spiritual experience. Who knows? We want these though, right? We mark those down. As a Christian, I think that's a big deal to have a God experience. Uh, Maybe you know someone that has one. Maybe you've had one. The wonderful cathedral, the Notre Dame, right? The Our Lady in Paris. If you did not know, it, the, the roof burned down, by the way. So if you have not read the news, just the roof, by the way. Just the roof. Anyhow, that whole building was made to be a spiritual experience. Fantastic artists, right? To just paint the most gorgeous paintings you could paint um, uh, of Jesus, uh, of of creation, of uh, the cross, the the cross itself, you know, which is still remaining, by the way, uh, supposed to be a sign, right? The sign is that gold burns a lot, uh, not as quickly as wood does. Anyhow, that's what the Notre Dame is all about. And it truly was. Has anybody anybody been there to Notre Dame? Yeah. Right? Gorgeous. And you don't need to go there. I mean, you can go. There's all kinds of beautiful churches in Europe. And quite frankly, is this not a beautiful church? And the awesome Germans that put this together did it because they wanted you to experience God here. And so they took time to decorate, to step... Never mind. So they took time to decorate this and put the windows up. Etc. Right? I mean, look at the time it took. I mean, every little thing decorated. And the, and the point is that when you come in, and I know when you first came here, surely when I first came here, you're like, wow, right? We also like to create spiritual experiences uh, through the worship service. People who are into high church, we kind of do a liturgical service here. But a lot of people sort of think that this is the ultimate experience. But let me tell you, Megan and I, Tammy, others, we've been preparing this service and tomorrow's and Sundays, and we're just obsessed with making it just awesome and beautiful. Is that right, Megan? And gorgeous and spiritual. So you leave here and you're like, wow. The same thing can be said for contemporary services. We poo-poo that. It's the same thing. Creating an external experience for people. Right now, there's churches your friends are going to, and they're doing the same thing, maybe in different ways. Maybe they got smokescreen coming up. Good Lord. Maybe they've got 
you know, uh, there, there's a guitarist up there and he's just swinging his hips and he's just into it. And you're watching, you're listening, you're waving your hands and you're having a spiritual experience, right? That's kind of the goal of every church. Both those that do sort of a rock music and those that do organ, same goal. Don't let them lie to you. And that is to give you that experience, that God-like experience. The bookstore is filled with books about spiritual God experiences. Paths you can take, steps you can take, pilgrimages you can make. In a couple months, we're going to go to many of us. I don't know how many of here, but I'm going to go. I'm going to see Jerusalem. I'm going to walk where Jesus walked. I'm going to put on my headphones and listen to Box Horatio while I'm in the Garden of Gethsemane. Can't get better than that, right? Talk about a spiritual experience to stand where Jesus stood to look where his cross would have been. But today I want to tell you about something far more amazing than any of those things we just mentioned or anything you can possibly think of. If you're looking for a spiritual experience, if you're looking to experience and touch God, well, I got something for you. On this night, Jesus gathered his 12 disciples in an upper room. I love how you notice that it's, uh, it's Passover and all Jews are in Jerusalem and they're celebrating the Passover. Jesus also and his disciples say, where do you want us to do this? Of course, we're going to do this. Did you notice something about Jesus? He already had it prepared. He said, you're going to go in here, find this guy, talk to him, tell him the teacher wants the da da it's up a room and have it all set. Isn't that amazing? And I don't know if it's prophecy. I used to think it was prophecy as a kid. I don't think so. I think it's called Jesus is on top of stuff. He had it all ready to go before they even got there. He already had talked to the guy. He had it all already set up because Christ is way ahead of you. And so the disciples went there. They found it just like Jesus said. And they get up there and they're doing the Passover meal. And normally the Passover is a celebration of what? The Passover. The Passover of the angel of death over Israel. The deliverance of Israel from slavery in Egypt. Through the Red Sea to the promised land. And God gave them an experience to repeat so they won't forget. Once a year, they're going to eat the same foods that Moses and the disciples ate. And they were going to talk about that great day of deliverance. And they're going to, they also talked about the future day when God was coming to remove all evil and death. So Jesus gathers the disciples, they sit down, and they have this supper, but Jesus blows their minds. He takes the ancient service of the Passover. It's blasphemy, quite frankly. And instead of recalling the deliverance of Moses and Israel from Egypt, he makes it all about himself. (laughs) He says, take and eat. This is about, this is my body given for you. 
do this in remembrance of me. Meaning keep on doing it because I told you to. That's all that means. Take and drink. This is the cup, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you gather, keep doing this, Jesus says. He reinvents Passover. Passover is nothing. This is about a deliverance from sin. This is about a deliverance from death for all people, not just the Israelites, for you and for me. But especially, the only qualification it takes, you got to be a sinner. Because that's who communion's for. So with this experience, Jesus says, keep on doing this. And instead of once a year, as often as you get together, he says, do it. It's my body, it's my blood. Talk about a God experience. You understand? This isn't just some going to go, who cares about Jerusalem? That is actually completely worthless. Me going to Jerusalem, standing in the Temple Mount, standing in the Garden of Gethsemane, is absolutely completely worthless. When it comes to an experience of God. Because guess what? Ain't nobody there. But today, when I taste what Jesus says, therefore I'm going to believe him, the body and the blood of himself, for my forgiveness, I eat God. You're going to tell me the fog machines, organ music, electric guitar player is an awesome stained glass windows are just what makes this church, gives you a thrill down your spine? That's nice. But eating and drinking the body and blood of Christ kills all that stuff. That's nothing. That's an experience that we get to have. For our forgiveness. Because he said so. I want you to get excited about this. We're so often looking for ways to reach God and go up to God and, 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 and uh, sort of get that God experience. And here he is coming to us in regular boring ways. I know that bread stinks. Let's be honest, right? Who likes the crackers here? And the wine is cheap. I'm sorry, Sherry. But Jesus says that cheap wine, that crappy bread, is my body and blood. And he says that to you, you foolish people, you sinners, are my people. And you are forgiven. Talk about an experience. And also, unlike those holy experiences, those, those pilgrimages, those great moments that we're supposed to build ourselves up for, Jesus' experience comes to us today. It comes to us. We don't go to it. He comes to us where we are at. And what qualifies you to eat and drink the body and blood of Christ, to have a mountaintop experience today? You know what qualifies you? You stink. <laughs> you are a sinner. You screwed up this week. You need mercy. That's what qualifies you. To come up here and eat and drink the body and blood of Christ. Why? Because you need it. And he is ready, willing, giving, and wants you to have it. And just like those disciples who he, told, who he prepared the Passover for beforehand, Christ has prepared it for you. You think I'm doing this because I love you? 
Jesus sends his church to make sure these happen, these things happen so you can eat and drink the body and blood of Christ today and experience and taste God. If you wonder whether or not you're forgiven today, you're going to eat and drink the body and blood of Christ. You think you're forgiven now? If you wonder whether or not God loves you, you're going to eat and drink the body and blood of Christ. You think he loves you now? If you wonder if there's life over death, if you think that Jesus rose from the dead, will I too? You're going to eat and drink the body and blood of the risen Christ. You think you're going to rise again now? Come up and enjoy a heavenly, godly, divine experience here in this little place called St. James. In Jesus' name, amen.